Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida. Paul says, after 30 years, I don't have it all together. But I'm going forward. Notice, look at this. I, I, I got my eye on the goal. I'm off and running. Let me stop and ask you a question. First, write this down. Step up. The process of becoming like Jesus never is finished. You will never be what you want to be. But we're not what we used to be. So we have to be progressing. That's what Paul says. I've never arrived. We begin today's message with Acts 17.6. It tells us that those who find God turn the world upside down. That is so true in so many ways. God tells us that if we want to save our lives, we must lose it. We used to think we could buy our way into heaven with good things we did. We used to believe that doing evil things wasn't bad as long as we didn't get caught. We used to believe that God didn't care about how we acted. We used to think that forgiveness wasn't possible. All those things have been turned on their head because Jesus came into our lives. We changed the world because of Jesus. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Acts chapter 17 for our continuing study entitled, Step Up Unfinished. to answer three questions. Number one, is the work of making disciples in all nations, including Brevard County and down in Sebastian, is that work finished? Okay, let me see. Okay, let's just go. Okay, anybody listen to me. Is the work of making disciples in our world finished? Absolutely not. Now, what do you think about the condition of our... Hey, here's second question. Have we turned our world totally right side up so everybody loves God and the morality is good and things are really great? Have we done it? No, we have not. In fact, I'm going to show you some stats today. We live in a little bubble, really. We don't get to see what's happening in the world. So take a look. Uh, First thing, I want you to write this down. This is a website you need to go to. It's called Worldometers, all one word, worldometers.info. Now, when you go there, I'm going to show you what you'll see. You're going to see about 150 statistics. I'm just going to show you about seven or eight. You're going to see about 150. It's live. It changes as you're watching it. It's such a fantastic view of what's happening in the world. But I want you to see... Here's what the, this is, when you when you look at it on your lap, iPad or whatever, it's going to be live. It just changes instantly. Blah, 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 blah. But here we go. Number one, right now, current world population seven billion. As you watch it, it changes blah, 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 like crazy. Well, why does it change? How many births? Two hundred nineteen thousand people were born at this time yesterday in the world. Now, what's God's goal for them? Does He want any of them to come to Christ? How many of them? All of them. All of them. So far, on that day, 90,000 people died. Can you see what's going to happen to our population? Anybody have any idea? 
If you have a two and a half times people being born than die, guess what? Okay? Now, let me ask you a question. Out of those 90,000 that died so far at that snapshot yesterday, if one was your uncle, your brother, your spouse, your child, and they didn't know God, does that matter to you at all? Well, sure it does. Because people that aren't right with God don't go to heaven. See, that's the purpose of the Great Commission. 60, 90,000 people at that snapshot yesterday went into eternity. Now look at abortions. This year so far, more than 2 million abortions in our world. Murder, 2 million Look at Google searches. How many did a Google search already today? Come and let me see your hand. I did some during the ser- between the services. Google searches. Two billion. That's nothing. Look at you email idiots out there. Look at this. A hundred and five billion emails. How many feel when you get up in the morning you got them all? I feel like that. Oh my goodness. Now, look at this. I put these two together for a reason. Watch this. How many people went to bed last night hungry? Almost one billion people of the seven billion people didn't have enough to eat. Can we do anything about that? Yeah, we can. Spiritually, physically, whatever. I put the next number underneath that for a reason. Obese people in the world. Now, this isn't overweight, just, I mean, really obese. How many? Almost 600 million people. Something's wrong with those two pictures, isn't it? More than you could gorge and people that go to bed hungry. Now, look at today, all of us have had a safe drink of water. We didn't think about it, not a brain. Look here. 750 million people don't have a clean drink of water. That's why we work with Gospel for Asia to drill wells and lots of other people do it around the world. Now, we don't hear this anymore because of the homosexual agenda and all that stuff. Look at the number of HIV and AIDS infected people so far this year. 35 million people. You won't hear that. You just hear all the rest. And last... This is a scary one because it's going to come to Florida. It's already in Florida. But as what you just seen Colorado do, I'm afraid we're going to see all over the country. Marijuana is eventually going to be legalized. And not just for medical. Some of the medical things are amazing for kids and stuff. With, I mean, it's amazing things. But most of it is, is not going to be used for that at all. So how much has been spilled? $19 billion so far this year for illegal drugs. Now, I want to ask you a question. Why? Because every one of those people taking those illegal drugs is without purpose and meaning in their life. They're trying to fill life with some kind of meaning with all they know. Drugs, alcohol, whatever. It will never work. We have the answer. His name is Jesus. So as you begin to think about that today, uh, let me ask you the third question. Has this been fulfilled? And Jesus said it. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. 
and then the end will come. Has that ever happened? No, it has not happened. So why are we here? To finish the work God gave us to do. And it's not about just Brevard County. It's about the world and how God uses us to do just that. Now, two keys, lots of keys, but I'm going to show you what the disciples knew. And it's very simple for you and me today. How in the world did they do that in 30 years? Well, let me give you two. Ask, ask you to turn to John 15, if you will. John 15, and go down to verse 5. Jesus would teach his disciples principles that you and I need to learn. And here's one of the huge ones. When you get there, Jesus says this. John 15, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me, in other words, a relationship as a believer, and I in him... Together, he will bear much fruit. If you never underline this in the Bible, you need to. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, he's talking spiritually. He's talking spiritually. So would you say with me, all of our campuses, nice and loud, nothing. Say it with me, nothing. So what can you and I do spiritually, to, to turn our world upside down if, if, I, if I am operating uh, in the power of the Holy Spirit. How much can I do? Say it with me. Nothing. Nothing. There, there's no kind of technology. It doesn't matter. what. Lots of great things are happening. We're on TBN now, and they're showing our teachings free, and lots of great stuff. Roku, all over the people. Thousands of people watching. And I love all this stuff. But unless God's in it, we're never going to accomplish anything. So I want you to know this. You can't do this by yourself. I can't do it by myself. And you'll see how that works in a moment. Step up. We will never finish our ventures in our own strength. It will absolutely not happen. Nothing. Not our own wisdom, not our own strength. Nothing. Now remember, that's the key we told you last week. Life is not about where we're going but about who we are going with. Now, if I try to strive in my own strength and wisdom, nothing. That's why over the last few months, we did this whole series. We started with the first one. The person that has all wisdom. Wisdom is how to do life right. We have lots of knowledge. We have lots of knowledge. You can't Google wisdom. You just get knowledge. You don't know how to apply it. So where do we go for wisdom? You're going to see this about the third week in the book of James. If you lack wisdom, James write, ask, and God will give it to you. So I have to ask God where, how, who, what your life is saying. Exactly. Wisdom. And, we, and when I ask God, the next thing we talked about is I have to listen up because he's going to speak to me. I had arranged this whole series differently. I, I was going to finish the series I was going to finish the series after the new year with Speak Up. But back about maybe October, God said, no, you do, you do the Speak Up earlier and I want you to do Step Up after the new year. I, did, I mean, the new year. I didn't really understand, but God did. So we have to listen. You have to listen. And you'll see this so clearly as I move on. Now, how do we listen? In the Old Testament, little Samuel, Samuel said this, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. That's a great mentality. Speak, Lord, because your servant, you're a servant, is 
listening. So first thing, without him, say the key word. Without him, nothing. Now, I want you to turn to Philippians, because here's the opposite key. Philippians chapter 4, go down to verse 13. Paul writes this, I can do everything, say with me, everything through him who gives me strength. So Paul says, without him, Jesus stole us nothing. Paul says, with him, everything. I don't have to be anxious or fearful as I follow Christ. Whatever he calls me to do, he empowers me to do. And we spent, watch me, we spent three weeks talking about filling up, being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, coming under the control, the influence of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter what possessions we have, what circumstances we're in, what abilities God has given us. We can do all things as God asks us to. Now, I want you to write this down then. Without God, I've got obviously nothing with Him, everything. Notice, step up. We can finish. You can. I can finish every venture that God gives us. There isn't anybody listening to me that wants to start well, but not finish. There's nobody that wants to really do that. So Paul, this is the ultimate church planner. He follows Jesus for 30 years. He's the guy that went to those all those continents. He's the guy that went to those Mediterranean islands with the guys that he raised up. He, he's the one that was the ultimate church planner all over the world. And after 30 years of following Jesus, I want you to see what he writes. Watch this. It's out of the message. It's a little different. You can't study about it, but it's a great way it was written. Philippians 3.12. 30 years, ultimate church planner, turned the world upside down. I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I have it made, but I'm well on my way reaching out for Christ who has so wondrously reached for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all this. But I've got my eye on the goal where God has beckoned me onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Paul says, after 30 years, I don't have it all together. But I'm going forward. Notice, look at this. I I, I got my eye on the goal. I'm off and running. Let me stop and ask you a question. First, write this down. Step up. The process of becoming like Jesus never is finished. You will never be what you want to be, but we're not what we used to be. So we have to be progressing. That's what Paul says. I've never arrived. Here's the problem. How many of you know what black ice is? Black ice. Okay, we're driving black ice. Good. How many know what driving on regular ice is like from up north? Yeah, you you know what that's like. Okay. All right, let me give you a picture. I'm from Detroit, so we're in suburb of Detroit, and we're going up a, 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 a road that goes up. And when you get there, it's icy. And the four-wheel drive is helping you. Snow tires are helping you. How many remember those little nails in the tires? And you're going up. And you get near the top of the hill, and the motor dies. Now, are you going forward? You're not going forward. Are you going to just stay still? No, you're not going to stay still. What are you going to do? You're going to call for Geico. Because you're going to smash somebody as the car goes uncontrollably what? Backward. May I have your attention? Many of you stopped going forward as a Christian a long time ago. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm just 
smoothingly going right along in my walk with God, not hurting anybody, not affecting anybody. 100% wrong. If you're not going forward, you are going backward. And today, it's time for you to step up and rededicate your life to God and start going forward again because you're useless in the kingdom of God. Oh, no, I'm steady. You're not steady. You're going backward. And the problem is you're a negative influence for many. So out of a heart of love, let me challenge you. Get it right. At the end of the service at our campuses, quit playing around with this thing. Get it right. Start going forward. Now, as Paul does this, he does come to a point later in his life, and he's speaking to a bunch of leaders from a church that he started in Ephesus. And he talks about kind of the attitude that he wants to finish with. I want you to see it. It's, it's uh, Acts twenty twenty four. Look what he says. But none of these things move me. All this stuff happened to Paul, you know. I mean, Paul is a guy that's shipwrecked constantly. You know, and if you ever went cruising and you noticed that Paul was somebody that's joining you in the cruise, you'd get off right away because, you know, that is not going to end well. Okay, that's the kind of guy Paul was. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself. So I may say it with me, finish my race, say it with me, with joy. Not to finish my race, with joy. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus Christ to testify to the gospel of the grace of Christ. Write this with me. Here you are. Step up. Finish our ventures with excellence and joy. This is a guy who started as a Jewish Pharisee. He hated Jesus. But when he met Jesus, it revolutionized his life. He became a guy that was radical for God. He stepped up to every venture that God gave him. Now, I want you to turn to the Old Testament, the book of Joshua, Joshua 14, if you will. There's lots of good role models when you come to finishing, stepping out and finishing. Many, many role models in the New Testament, many in the Old Testament. Two in this passage are really Joshua and Caleb. Caleb is one of my favorite role models in the Old Testament. Now, as you turn to Joshua 14 in the Old Testament, you see where it is. We're 45 years after an event. 45 years later. Moses brought the children to the edge of the promised land, and God said, send 12 spies in. So he sent 12 leaders in. Look out at the land. Now, God had already said, you're going to have it. And so those 12 spies came back, and there was giants, there was huge armies, there was walled cities. So 10 of them went, that's a great land. It's fantastic. One day it's going to be ours, but it ain't going to be ours now. We'll be defeated. We can't make it. It's over with. Forget it. The only two that said, yeah, exactly, man, that looks really tough. But if God said we can have it, we can have it, were Joshua and Caleb. You fast forward after 45 years, all of those other people that refused to step up, they died in the wilderness, 40 years of circling the wilderness, never getting to the promised land. Now they're on the edge. Moses is dead and Joshua is there. And God says to Joshua, you're going to, you remember from last week, you're going to take the people in. So the only two that are really are from those times is Joshua and Caleb. Look at verse 10. Now then, Caleb speaking, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive 
for 45 years since the time he said this to Moses. While Israel moved about in the desert. So here I am today, 85 years old. See, notice these words. God has kept me alive. Can I have your attention? Sometimes we worry how we're going to die. We worry when we're going to die. We worry when that, what's that going to look like. But I want you to write this this morning. Our times are in God's hands. So here's what I know. You don't have to worry about that. When our time is up, our time is up. By the way, it's not too bad. We go to heaven. That should have had an amen screaming. It's not too bad. We get to go to heaven. Okay, fine. Some of you don't want to go. You can stay right here, baby. Enjoy it. So would you write this up this morning? Step up. Our ventures are never finished until we die. How old is Caleb? Come on, how old is he? He's been on Medicare for 20 years. He's still going for it. Watch this. Is that amazing? So quit worrying about when you're going to die. Let's finish with joy and excellence. Whenever it happens, it happens. Now, you can speed it up. Don't be stupid. Well, Pastor Mark, let me see you go across that road over there with your eyes blind. Yeah, I would speed it up. You'd have a funeral for me. It's over with. Are you smoking today? Don't be stupid. Are, are you never exercising? Are you eating saturated fats? You say, well, you're meddling. I am. I tried my best to keep myself healthy. I have bad genes somewhat. You know, I had a bypass 14 years, 17 years ago or something. I had no heart. Great problems with the crazy arteries. Just genetic. So I knew. So I'm trying to keep myself healthy. I don't know how long I'll last. But see, you can't continue ventures if you're not healthy. But some of you say, Pastor Mark, I'm 82 and I'm in a wheelchair and I can't do anything. Oh, yes, you can. Join GMO. You can, from your little computer, you can talk to a person every day that's looking for Christ. Start praying. Get into a small group. There's a million things you can do. Look at Caleb. Be encouraged. Look what he says. Look at what he says in verse 11. I'm still as strong today as the day Moses set me on. 45 years. He had to be lifting weights for 45 years at Gold's Gym or something. I don't know what he was doing. And he says this. I'm just as vigorous to go to battle now as I was then. Now watch what he says in verse 12. This is huge. Now give me... The flat land. Is that what it says in your Bible? What kind of land is he asking for? The hill land. The hill land is going up. It's hard. It's mountains. He's 85 and he isn't saying, give me the little corner. Look at that nice little field with flowers. No, he says, give me the land. And I'll finish the verse for you. In the land, he knows there's still giants. So he says, give me the land. And look at that verse. He'll say this. The Lord helping me. I'll venture out and I'll finish the task. Eighty-five. There's hope for me. There's hope for you. It's a mentality of finishing what God assigns us to do. It's huge. It's huge. Now, as you and I think about this, he knew his work was not done. He wasn't trying to just kind of, well, exist. Where are you this morning with Venture? Are you ready to finish this venture God has called you to accomplish? In today's message, Pastor Mark told us that we don't have to run this race alone. God promises to go with us. 
He promises to give us all the necessary tools we need to finish, and finish well. But we must rely on God's strength and not ours. It is a venture that God has ordained for us. He knows every step from the beginning to the end. Pastor Mark covered quite a bit in today's message. Perhaps you'd like to review. You can listen to today's message again by logging on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Just select today's date from the media player. Or you can also call us toll-free. The number to call is 866-779-3441 to place an order for a CD. Again, that number to call is 866-779-3441. Another way to get in contact with us is by email. The address is info at LessonsForLivingRadio.com. That's info at LessonsForLivingRadio.com. By far, the best way to stay current with everything that you hear on Lessons for Living is to subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing is easy. Just follow the link at LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark reminds us that we're never too old to run the race God has called us to run. He encourages us that there's always something for us to do to further God's message in the world. No matter our situation, God can and will use us as long as we're willing to do it with God's help. Are you ready to step up, take on a new venture, and finish what God has for you? Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right.